Hello and welcome to the 20th episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. My name is Tim Hayes in Gainesville, Florida. You can find me on Twitter at the Super Rookie, joined by the little guy Matt Allen in Minneapolis, Hi. Minnesota. Hey, Matt. Uh, what's your Twitter handle, Matt? Little guy Matt. Yep, just look for the egg. <laughs> and uh, in Boston, Massachusetts, we have Spencer Howe at Spencer Howe. That's H A U G H. And this week we're going to talk about cyclocross. We're going to talk about women's racing and the chicken and the egg that confounds it. We'll also follow up on Spencer's cyclocross career and sending shoeboxes to a bike race. So, gentlemen, are you ready to get this started? I am Gosh. ready to shred the gnar. Oh, shred the gnar. We're going to enduro this podcast. Yes. And we'll be right back. See you with your god camera off. Tired of living in the middle. Don't give me that Freddy stare, cause I ain't no baby rules. Fuck her, I'm tired of you, little. Big news here in Florida is that the uh, we were gonna have this big national level cycle cross race. Backed by some uh, Belgians, Verveken was going to design the course. Really? It just got, yeah, and then it just got canceled. Hour away from Disney World, so the idea was you're going to get people. But ask me when it was going to be. When was it going to be? August 31st. The average temperature yeah. that day in Dade City, where it was hosted, is something like 95 degrees. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's <laughs> uh, perfect. That's a really good cross. Yeah, it sounds ideal. Yeah. But the were they gonna hose the course down? Because that would really make Hollywood <laughs> well, mad. It was a, uh, it, it's like a uh, horse farm that hosts a lot of these big events. They do like big mud runs and everything. And a really cool guy that's been putting on the state cross championship for the last four years, I believe. And he goes all out. And I just think that you know some things kind of just couldn't work out. And I know he's really bummed that it just. He couldn't take it to the next level, but it's one of these venues that I wouldn't be surprised if maybe the year after it comes back is a bigger thing. But they, um, do they? So they do the state cross there now. Well, they did, the same, and then they did for yeah. Okay. And it's definitely UCI level facility and promotion behind it. I mean, the yeah. if this venue was in any other state in the country. Yeah, or north of you know Kentucky, this would be like whoa nationals level. Like people would be like, oh, you go into the Little Everglades for the big race, and everyone would be yeah. all about it. But you know, Florida sucks. So, well, that was the you know, and the reason I bring this up, this was the conversation that Myerson, Adam Myerson, came to our uh, defense when some people were talking trash about Florida cyclocross. Yeah, about the quality of it, and that it. It's just because yeah, it's, Florida sucks. That's what he said. Well, he basically said that's not where cyclocross needs to be. And then Spencer was like, "What? You're picking with the wrong guys." Phone party, and then the you know <laughs> the defenses started to open up. Yeah, Spencer, good argument. Phone party. Yeah. Well, I mean, hey, it's it's what they have. It's what they've got to offer to the scene. So. Mm. Well, yeah. Do they, they have real foam at their phone parties in Florida? Yeah, they you do. Have to, you have and, to go to find out. You have to go. Yeah. Uh-huh. If I show up in a homemade ripped T-shirt, just like what's his name? I can't even remember his name right now because I haven't been I haven't been watching cross races on the internet. Van Pettigum or whatever. 
No, what's uh, Robbie? Uh, Rob Peters. Rob, Rob Peters. Peters yeah. If I show up in a homemade, like torn, home torn okay. T-shirt, ready to party in the foam, and now, there's no foam, I'm gonna be now, really disappointed. The story behind that shirt, you know, that wasn't his. Okay. Well, some he, some, he traded that with with one of our lady fans on the dance floor. Yes. What a party animal. Good bike racer <laughs> and a party animal. So. Now, speaking of foam party, we're trying to organize the possibility of the Richmond, Virginia foam party. Okay. And the guy was like, hey, you know, can you give a call to Prime Lounge in Kentucky where the where the foam party for the Crossworlds was and have that guy, like, maybe speak highly of how well it worked for his business? And I said, you know what? I'm going to give my dude a call. Totally is closed, shut down. Prime Lounge, Kentucky, does no is oh. no longer exists. Why am I not surprised? I know. Oh, uh, that's a bummer. So now, bummer. where that throws a wrench in the uh, plans for the foam party for uh, single speed world championships that'll be in Louisville in a couple of months. Single speed oh. worlds, lots of so, and then Louisville's getting the handmade bicycle show. Now, I'm not exactly you know, a connoisseur of bike cities. But I don't know. I think Louisville is really batting above their weight here. They seem to get a lot of really cool things, and I don't know if Louisville is really, like, the best bike community. They might have, like, one or two, like, really benefactors, but I don't see, like, well, Minneapolis, Portland, even Miami has, like, tons of people that come out. But none of those places have their own cyclocross park. Melbourne, Florida does. (laughs) <laughs> Those guys did that, you know. Like, I, I don't know what I don't know what they're doing there. I, I can't answer I, these questions, but I respect it. But Louisville it's just... <laughs> has a magic. They've like when I was in the you know into the punk rock scene and everything. Like they always had like really good bands and really good labels coming out of Louisville, and uh, you know they've got a good work work ethic down there. They kind of float below the radar, and then they come up with all this awesome stuff. And, and they it do looks have like that it skate looks park. like it came out of nowhere, but. It didn't. There's a lot of hard work underneath it. They do have that skate park, too. But, Louisville, congratulations. We'll probably see you for Single Speed Worlds. So, um, with Cyclocross around the corner, Spencer, uh, anything else you want to talk about with Cyclocross or maybe something else uh, that caught your fancy this week? Um, I don't know. Cross is awesome. Um, I know, uh, you know, a lot of people like to blame it for the death of the road scene, but... uh, Mm -hmm. I don't really buy that argument very much, and I think... Plenty uh, of reasons for the death of the road scene. Yeah, there's a lot of reasons. <laughs> um, like, it's the road. Like, well... <laughs> so, it, and it doesn't have the same vibe, and people don't get that. So, you know, if you're not into cross or you haven't experienced it, maybe go check out a race and see see what, uh, what you can bring back from that uh, to the road scene and make crits more fun to watch or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Well, nice. So... Yeah, you know, crosses the the death of everything. Do you have uh, anything you want to bring up, little guy, before we move on from cyclocross? Um, I don't think so. I rode my cross bike today, and it it's making some bad sounds. <laughs> bad <laughs> all right. Sounds. Well, cyclocross around the corner. We're all getting ready for it, and we'll be back in just a second with another topic for the day.
go ahead, little guy. Oh, I just wanted to. I just wanted to ask you a question. What's that? You got your baggies on? No, I don't have my baggies on. Dang. <laughs> okay. So um, this this debate is kind of over in 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 the Boston area, but it flared up this week, uh, and I'm sure it flares up uh, in in other places. I don't know about Florida, or Minnesota. You know, and you guys can add your uh, your opinions, but. Um, there was a big to-do here, um, and I didn't even, I'm sure I didn't catch any but 20% of it because I don't know everybody and I didn't follow everybody on the, the Twitters or the Facebooks or whatever. But um, it's been a big deal here to be offering equal prize money for the pro men's field and the pro ladies field. Mm-hmm. Um, but they have, uh, the ladies have not been filling up their fields or or. You know, like they'll pay 25 deep and 20 women will show up or 14 women will show up. Um, and the promoters are kind of like complaining yeah. about it, uh-huh. which which you understand. You know, you're like, hey, we're doing this thing. And uh, and so it's this big to do back and forth with the the promoters saying, hey, we, we offered you this bone finally after years and years of not offering you anything and you haven't shown up. What more do you need? And the common argument being, you haven't done anything for us for years and years and years, and now we've found better things to do, you know, like the raffle rides or gravel racing or whatever it is that they're doing, um, where they actually are getting, you know, equal airtime or whatever. Uh, now that you've thrown us this bone, we're supposed to come running back right away? Like, show and prove, like, do it for a while, like, earn our respect back. Um, so it was this, it was an interesting debate to watch play out, and I just kind of wanted to see what's going on in in the different areas and what people thought about uh, the chicken and egg that is uh, women's racing versus women's participation. So, mm. as a promoter who's had to deal with this firsthand, you may remember the campus crate where we paid the largest women's prize money field. Yes, I think in like fifth, what ten years in Minneapolis. Yep. And we only got eight women to show up, and I think we were paying like fifteen deep. We paid um, we you know, paid that, ten that, deep, paid and 10 we deep. changed we had... it day of. We changed it from a one two three field to one two three four, so that the fours who had raced earlier could <laughs> sign up just so but, they could but, get free money. Yeah, so we were know, giving time, away free money. There was what like there was probably ten one two women in in the state of Minnesota. You know, that's probably true. Yeah, it's, but I they think, didn't I show think up. It's more, a question of there just aren't there just are less women racing. I don't think it's a matter of prize money. Well, and like, then this leads drying to... them out. You know, like like think of how much does prize money make you come out to a race unless you're well, one of the fastest three people in yeah, town. Not which at all. None yeah. of us are. So prize money isn't the the key. And let's also look at, um, I mean, women's participation in cyclocross is definitely higher than I would say in some of the road or even at the road level for where there is a USA crit women's race and a men's race together. There yeah. are some days where you get a really large women's field and it's exciting and it's a ton of fun to watch, but you really need to support it long-term. And so yeah. I can't understand the short-term frustration of promoters. However, you know, focusing that all on the ladies is definitely too much. Because numbers are down across the board, so I'm sure that they're looking at it like, oh, this is our silver bullet, this is going to solve our low participation numbers, because now we're going to yeah. give the women what they've been asking for all these years, and then of course they don't show up and they're like, well, I don't get it, it's yeah. a road race, and you're like, yeah, but it's not as cool as 
doing a Rafa ride or a gravel race or something of Grand Fundo or something yeah. that is, you know, awesome. So well, I understand events, both sides, yeah. but I'm going to side mostly with the uh, the ladies on this one that it needs to be continued. I'm not yeah. a big fan of equal prize purses all the way across the board if participation numbers aren't there. I like the Georgia Gould model where the top three or four places get equal prize money, but I don't think women fields because of the sheer size need to be paid out as deep. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, if there's only 20 mm. women showing up, just like if the men's, I would say for any field, you know, if there's if there's only 20 people showing up, like, why why pay 20 deep? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I you know, I I think the top people should be making the same. Well, and I think part of the problem uh, lies in the promoters. You know, they're they've kind of rested on their laurels a little bit and been like, yeah, this is what a crit is. It's you know, we ride around in a circle and that's it. The race is the thing. Where now. 10 years ago you didn't have all these gravel events like Dirty Kanza and Omanzo and uh, you know Battenkill even um, and you didn't have the Rafa rides Omanzo is no more but anyways whatever you you didn't have these events that just built themselves up around the people that wanted something more out of that experience than riding around a circle for half an hour or 45 minutes Um, and they really created a vibe in a community and like made people want to participate whether it cost money or not whether there was a result sheet at the end or not and you know people were were attracted to that like the camaraderie and the whatever and and road really lost focus of that somehow and uh you know there are road events that do well because they they do a better job of that like um but yeah (laughs) this this rant uh that i read was kind of I mean, it's a long-time promoter, and I know that he gets it. I think he was just frustrated. But it's going to take, you know, three, four years of offering this field with this same so, thing to get these people back if, and to get the next the generation there. See, this is, the, this is the frustration I had, and I know you had, and Little Guy um, as well. What if you're the new promoter trying to do it right, and then people are so turned off? Like, you know, the second year, if I was going to do Campus Crit, it would have been a lot smaller. Remember when I... Uh, added at the last minute a Masters 50-plus field because those guys no. were complaining. Yeah. And we were like, oh, we're going to do a 50-plus field, and like eight of them showed up, and we were yeah. like, yep, never again. Never, ever am I putting yeah. on a 50-plus field. Well, it's yeah. just, I think it it, it's, it comes down to that you, sh- you should figure out what you want to do and, and do it, but being reactionary, you know, like like when people complain, it, it usually, you got to listen to the people somewhat, but obviously... If you just you know playing to the a crowd that complains, yeah. it's, it's you're not gonna you're not gonna get anywhere. Yeah, well. there's there's an interesting thing happening uh, here, and um, maybe it happens in the Northwest as well, but uh, probably nowhere else in the country, where you have a lot of uh, uh, elite women as well that are like uh, past their prime, but still really fast, and they can't. There's nowhere for them to go. Because they're not competing in the elite field at the front anymore, but they can't downgrade to threes because they're going to destroy everyone. And they can't go to masters. And there is no masters. Like masters men. Yeah, well, they don't want to race <laughs> with the dudes. There's no masters women, you know. Yeah. I know. Um. Yeah. So there, there's this debate going on about that as well. And pretty and, sure there's still like a rider of the year champion for like masters women though. I don't know that right? New England doesn't oh, rider of the year at all. Really. So, oh, I was that, thinking maybe 
I haven't discovered race, it. They Maybe could, they do. So they can't do like a masters women's race within the one two women, or is that just such a small field that? No. Well, for cross anyway, what's happening is a lot of these women who are over 35 who would maybe fill up this field that it doesn't exist they're all racing single speed now oh nice uh, which is interesting pushing the uh you know trying new things i like that well they, they've they've figured out a different way to limit themselves or limit their equipment wise you know like um it's weird it's i don't know if there's a solution to that or not like obviously there's not enough hours in the day to have every field but yeah So, um, I just put some baggies on, guys, so I'm ready to get talking about some mountain biking. Yeah, so Spencer, let's do it. You, you guys, are I got all 12 about... feet of travel. 12 feet. <laughs> you guys are all... Spencer, you're lately on the Strava all about mountain biking. Um, is this a... Because uh, I think mountain biking, well, we've talked about it before, is definitely coming back as road riders are losing out, you know. Mountain biking seems to be all the rage, especially some of these marathon-type events, right? Like the Leadville 100. I know just up in uh, – uh, they had the Murdahai 100 up in North Dakota or whatever, and now you've got all these new trail systems and longer races, Leadville and all that. So, Spencer, is that on the docket for you moving forward? Just some long-term mm, mountain bike racing. No, no. I've been racing or riding the mountain bike a lot more lately. Uh, but mostly actually in preparation for a cross and okay. because it's a lot nicer mountain bike riding out here than it is in the Midwest. I'm going to, I'm sorry to say guys, uh, there's some good trails out here and, uh, I'm realizing that mountain biking can actually be fun and not just boring riding around in the woods getting eaten by mosquitoes. So. Huh? Well, I know. But like, the actual I know races on real that. courses out here, I would I would seriously injure myself. So I stick to the trails just after work and for fitness. Well, it seems like that you've been. I mean, you're posting a lot on Twitter lately um, at your at Spencer Howe Twitter account. Mm -hmm. Strava KOMs. So yeah. are you now that guy that is out there and like if you're out on the trail trying to get the KOM and someone's like blocking your way, you're like, oh, and you go back to the beginning to start over? No. Or... Well, see, the beautiful thing is, and I know a lot of the trails around here are really popular, but the one that's right by my house is like there's no one ever there because, you know, I'm on the I'm on the crap side of town. So um, nobody goes to Blue Hills, so I can I can do laps and laps and laps and not see anyone. It's, so it's pretty great. All, get all the Stravas? I get all the Stravas. I created a new one called the Hedgehog Hustle the other day, and uh, I was not—I was not actually expecting to get the KO on there, but then I did um, when I created it. Um, but yeah, it's just a really tough little section that I always uh, wondered. You know, I tried hard there, um, but there was never a segment, so I made one. It's the first one I made, so it's so exciting. And when you, whenever you go mountain biking, and I know that you experience this too, and, and I've definitely. Uh, gotten used to it and i know a little guy as well you know you see the amount of work that people have put into the trails 
And then there's the whole like illegal trails versus the the legit trails and how they become legal here in Gainesville. Like we've talked about, there's just a ton. This brings us to the conversation of what famous or favorite trail in Minneapolis, St. Paul, the uh, mm-hmm. River Bottoms. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. uh, what's the little uh, controversy that's been bubbling up there? Um, which one of you guys want to talk about that? I know nothing about it, despite being the only one in Minneapolis, other than that it exists as a controversy. So okay. somebody else should take the lead. You want to take this one, Spencer? Well, I, I've i only seen, you know, the little bits and pieces on social media. And from what I can piece together, uh, the city proposed, uh, you know, to make some sweeping changes to the, the River Bottoms trails. And I haven't looked at the plans, so I don't know it's both sides of the river or one side or or what but um yeah there's some great trails single tracky flowy trails on one side and kind of wide ski trail walking path on the other side of the river um and they're proposing going down there and making nice paved paths uh for Aww. people to walk and and cycle on um and i think uh you know it's kind of a bummer because it's a it's one of those spots in the city where everybody can go and, and mountain bike real close to town or do their cross training. It's good for that, you know, and yeah. right in the city, but out of the city. It's um, if they, if they pave down there, I think it's going to be hilarious because every year those trails change because it floods in some <laughs> different way. And yeah. whatever you went down there and rode your cross bike on in the fall, you go back in the spring or the next summer and it's, it's pretty different. The area that was hard packed the year before now is like a huge sand pit or there's like, you know, a hole. I've fallen in some holes there. <laughs> I think, <laughs> I, I think, too. I think it's going to be quite comical if they pave it. Cause it's, I mean, think it's just going to wash away. If you're on the Mendota side of the river bottoms now and you're on the trails, you'll notice a lot of, uh, floating wooden bridges that don't really <laughs> match up with the trail anymore. Yeah. See that's that's maybe some of my favorite part about mountain biking, especially here in Gainesville, are the the bridge structures and things that get made to cross uh, different parts or the different features, right? Those little like skinnies that go over various things and how they're different uh, skill levels. That's always a lot of fun, and the amount of work that goes into putting all those together. I yeah, I think it's just magic. I think you just, <laughs> you're in the woods, you're like in the zone, you're zen, and then all of a sudden there's something you can't ride. But then magically there's a little bridge over it and, and you can ride it. And it's like gnomes came out there and made these little things and, you know. There you go. And, and with uh, mag- like magic, we'll be back in just a second with our uh, quick little uh, recap of some big news in cycling. And then we'll talk about our one of my favorite things of the week. So, guys, the the big news, obviously, my favorite part of Twitter lately has been following Oleg Tinkoff and his signing of Roman Kruisinger, Kreisinger, sorry, and his suspension pre-verdict for a bio passport um, positive. So basically, you're, his... you're, you're speaking Greek, man. What does this mean? 
So basically, his uh, blood levels over time have become a source of consternation among doctors with the UCI. So they think that he's been doping. Okay. And so he can't prove that it's a natural fluctuation. There's And the doctors on the UCI side are saying, nope, this is not natural. There is manipulation of your blood. Yeah. So Tinkoff is saying hey, UCI, you've known about this for two years now, and then I go and sign this guy to a major contract, and then after I sign him, you go ahead and bring about charges. You know, like, you can't do that. Like, you can't keep this stuff secret. You need to, you know, move forward with it faster. So, gentlemen, should he be suspended pre-verdict, or should we let this guy race? Uh, You know, I'm going to say no. He shouldn't be. Um. I, I hate as much as anyone when somebody, especially like the Contador case, dragged on and they had to, you know, pull results off him. And I think that's what the UCI is trying to avoid. They really don't want, you know, him to get some results like at the Tour of Poland or in the Volta soon. And then they have to take those results away if they win the case. But you just can't be, you can't be suspending guys when you have, you know, no official reason. He hasn't had his day in court yet, you know. If that's so, the process, that's yeah. what they need to follow, you know? It's It seems like such high space-level stuff to get someone guilty nowadays. Like, whatever happened in the good old days of just, you know, a positive test? Yeah, uh, just, a, just a quick pat-down after the stage and finding a, yeah. a pile oh, of pills in his jersey pocket. What is this? Uh, oh, man. Like, I like the idea but of, like, kind of keeping a level playing field across the line, but I don't know. Yeah. Whoa. That was weird. With, that's some nice space age music for the Kreisinger case. I like it. I don't know what you're talking about. I think it's just the the background noise at your house sounded the, like the space background travel. noise of Dorchester. There we go. Yeah. So, all right. Well, I need to uh, get on to my favorite thing of the week, and I don't know if you guys have anything, but I'm going to just start the conversation. Is it, As you know, at Swift Cycle, the shop that I co-own here in Gainesville, we do a yearly um, kind of time trial ride race to the beach from our shop early in the morning to St. Augustine. It's 75 miles. The first 45 miles are a lot of fun, twisty roads, some hills. And then you get to small town of Palaka. And you take a bridge over the St. John's River, and then it just becomes flat, windy, and miserable all the way to the Atlantic <laughs> Ocean. And, oh, um, sounds great. And uh, it's it's you know a lot of joy. Last year we had 18 teams. People had to send in a postcard. That was my ode to the Almanzo, which um, was just announced today that it is no longer going to happen. And really? Wait, wait. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. I don't care the about Al- your race. The Almanzo is Al- not happening. The Almanzo is no longer happening. There's a press release on his Facebook. He's going to be taking down the website momentarily. Uh, I think v- he cited various levels of stress, commitment, long-term he growth. He cites this every year, though, um, and it keeps coming back. So Man, that's sad. All right. It is sad. And he deserves a lot of credit, and I think lots of people in their Facebook comments were very nice to him and said thanks. So yeah. we took the postcards that he did. And you had to send in teams last year. And, like, the teams, you have to have 15 USA Cycling Category points minimum. So you can't have five Category 1s because that would be five points. So this year, to make things a little bit more difficult, as you can imagine, it is a shop that I'm affiliated with. So it has to be more difficult than previous years. 
you had to send in a shoebox. Now your application had to be in the shoebox. You just had to list your team name and the uh, the categories total. And oh my God, have we gotten a uh, cacophony of different shoeboxes? We've got everything from a bunch of bottles of liquor to a team called the Angry Beavers that had a stuffed beaver inside the box, like a stuffed <laughs> animal, and they. Wow. With a bunch of puns and broken wood pieces with their team names. We've nice. had dioramas of uh, people cut out bikes with their uh, with like a picture of Gainesville on one side of the box and the beach on the other side. And we had a graphic designer that went all out, um, Paul Messel, who got fourth in our uh, um, Tour de France uh, Fantasy League. He went all out and did a bread and water motif because his team name is Panagua after the Tyler Hamilton uh, uh, mm-hmm. expose mm-hmm. Yep. and uh, really great graphic design. And I thought we had seen it all, but today the orange, you glad I didn't say banana team who last year sent in a coconut <laughs> entry. <laughs> that was the best. Well, no, they the may coconut. not have been the ones sent in the coconut for the postcard, but they were affiliated with the, with that team that did like this, this team's known for having a lot of fun. They sent in a box that had a disco ball hanging from a string. It had a um, a Blackburn light, like a, a bike light that you that they said press to three. So like you had to press it three times, so it became a flashing light on the disco ball. Nice. So that, and inside the box was a plastic banana, which had five Ken doll um, or GI Joe esque dudes <laughs> straddling it. And then uh, with their with their pictures with the the gentlemen's on the team, they took their like uh, photographs and cut out their faces and put it on the 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 action figures. And then they had music, and it was everybody <laughs> dance now. Do, 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 do. Really good. I was completely blown away. We've had customers come in today that were just like, "What is this?" And we play it, and they just started giggling and laughing. So. That was the best thing in cycling. People not taking bike racing serious, but taking it seriously to, enough to have a little bit of fun and playing by the rules. So we'll put that link on the uh, the website today. Sounds awesome. Sounds good. So do you guys have anything that uh, really caught your uh, fancy this week? No, I got, uh, I got nothing to top that, I got to say. Really? You don't want to talk about this ping pong table that you've discovered? Oh, well, I guess I, there's a concrete ping pong table in a Minneapolis park. I uh, noticed we'll ride on the Cedar Lake Trail. What? And, uh, <laughs> yeah, so uh, I don't – so I tried to look up earlier what the name of the park was, and Google can't tell me, but if it's... you're on the Cedar Lake Trail between where it hits the greenway and where it runs into Cedar Lake, um, there's a little park on the east side. Don't know what it's called. It's got a ping pong table in it, though. I've concrete. Read... I've written that so many times. Has it always maybe been it's there? new? I don't know. I only noticed it um, like a week or two ago as riding maybe. by, saw some people playing ping pong, and I, you know. And little guy said that the the so, net isn't even really net a net. It's just like some concrete. Like it's right. you know they've like they've made it so this thing will never go away. Yeah. This so, is like also what you yeah. hide under in case of a tornado. Uh, yeah. No kidding. <laughs> So, little guy, have you started uh, going to work with a with a paddle in your bag, like just in case? I haven't, but you know, downtown right now at the, you guys remember the, 
I don't know what twelve twelve Nicollet or whatever the heck that twelve twenty one Nicollet that glass tower you know building yeah, next old to the Wells church Fargo. there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's um there's a ping pong table in the plaza of that now, and they've got paddles and balls like in a little holder next to it, so you can just walk up and play anytime you like. Can you lift so... up the table and just train against yourself? No, no, it's 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 not like a normal table. It's like built specifically to be outside, and it's it's made out of like found so materials. The, the Twin Cities are ping pong crazy. That's what you're saying. Yeah. They're going ping pong mad. Yeah, two tables outside. So obviously we've caught the bug finally. I'm gonna have to move back so I yeah. can dominate. Yeah. Mm. Anytime Is you it... can bike to a ping pong game, it's a good. So, uh, what's your uh, best of the week, Spencer? You have anything? Oh man. Uh, I don't know. Um, uh, cross is coming. All uh, all the teams are, are announcing their little cross practices. There's so far I know about three different weekly cross open to the public, like open to anyone who shows up. Uh, training, you know, races or whatever in the park. Not races, but you know, go hard for a little while and then hang out. Um, so that's exciting. Um, you know, so we didn't you're... we didn't really have that in Minnesota. All we have is that. That St. Louis Park race where you pay twenty bucks to ride around in the dust. Um, well, but I mean, at least there's something there, and it looks like Minnesota is going to have a cross clinic this year, so they do well, deserve a little bit of credit. That's good. I'm glad they have one. So, well, yes, but Boston is also the, you know, what the the made epicenter of United States cyclocross. Possibly, I mean, yeah. Okay, so you know, I think sometimes you're you give a little bit. You know, like, yes, you are in the epicenter of everything, and not everything can be as good as Boston, all right? Well, yeah, but, wait, wait. I mean, Spencer's no, like, always I'm, in the epicenter of everything. Like, like, come on. In general, the, I'm just saying training, say this is training one... <laughs> clinics greater than training races. And, sure. You know, for anywhere, for any scene of any size. But let's also get to the fact that I, I do want to point out I'm excited for that once in your life you are excited about where you are riding. That's that's really awesome. I like that. So you're like, yeah, all about Boston. That's I've fantastic. always been excited. So now I don't need to hear complaints about Minnesota. But I <laughs> oh, will tell you. I can still complain about Minnesota if you want. It would be really nice to have what Minnesota has right now when it comes to cyclocross. Um, a $20, $20 is pretty steep for a training race in a yes. dust bowl. I totally agree. For a 20-minute hey, race? If you like, win, oh, you win 15 of it back. <laughs> I know. But the thing that gets me a little bit is at least there's something there. You know, here you, you still kind of like, you got to convince people that Psychocross, like, oh, what's Leia? And you're like, oh, we can do this. So well, You don't have winter, though, you know? So, and then let's, yeah. let's get to the other thing, Spencer, that I, what, I, I, I want to point out for you yeah. in Psychocross. Uh, the Truth Slayer is here. Coach Tim is here. Uh, since you're far enough away, you can't reach through the phone, and you may hang up after this. But Spencer, <laughs> you need to downgrade. And here's why you need to downgrade, or you need to only race masters. Now that you are in Boston, as a UCI or as a Category Two, yep. your only race available to you besides Masters 45 plus is that you need to race. I am not again. 45. I'm sorry, 40 plus. Jesus um, fuck. <laughs> So the only race you can do is against the UCI 1-2s because Boston, the epicenter of cyclocross, doesn't seem to really appreciate the Category 2 cross racer that's okay. not a so top-level racer. You're wrong, as usual, in a lot of different ways. Tell me how um, I'm wrong. 
So you're right uh, in that if I want to do the UCI races, you know, it's, it's trail one, two, yeah. Okay. I can also race uh, all season long. I've got about f- 15 races on my calendar right now that are not UCI races um, that I can do the one, two field or the master's field or the single speed field because there's a giant oh. single speed uh, series out here as well. That sounds so fantastic. I actually I'm going to stop you there. No, 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 stop. Of those lots of options that you have, mm-hmm. how many are those fantastic races that you tell us all about for being awesome in Boston? Let's see, Providence Cyclocross Festival. How are you going to do it? What race are you going to do in that one? Single speed. Okay, so and you're not going to do the one to UCI Elite. Um, what about Gloucester? I don't know what you just said. Well, whatever. You know what I'm talking about. I'm not from there. I'm not even from here. What about Warwick? Warwick? I don't know. That's in December. I haven't figured that out yet. Oh, okay. So you have a lot of races that, you know, you're going to have to do single speed, which is great, Spencer. Why don't you just downgrade to three with me and embrace it and just have some fun? Well, Party Tim, in the back. I've always do been some... faster than you across, Tim, and that's still the case. Oh, really? <laughs> yes, really. Uh, I don't is know. Ever, is there looking. a race where we can get you guys together this year and actually? Because it's been a long time since I've seen <laughs> you guys race against each other. Uh, this, I'm, uh, I'm so glad we were teammates. <laughs> I, oh my god, this may have to happen. I I, I I will come down to your your national level race. How about that? It's not it's not happening. Oh yeah, way to back out. Way to back out, Tim. <laughs> Yeah, it was totally on me. I'm ruining yep. everything. I see down it. Here. I see it. You thought I was gonna come, and now you've canceled it. All right. Well, I wish you nothing but the best when it comes to luck this year. I can't wait to hear more about your um, experiences mm. racing. Well, let me know which Florida race you want me to show up at, and uh, once uh, FLCX uh, gets their Kickstarter going uh, for my airfare, I will come down and beat you. <laughs> Is that a fact, Jack? Yep. <laughs> Anytime. All right. Anytime. All right, guys. It's been another pleasure. Thank you for the 20th episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. like to thank you for listening. You can go to our website, theslowridepodcast.com, for our show notes. Also, like us on Facebook and find us on iTunes or on uh, um, Stitcher. Leave us a review so we can bump up in the rankings a little bit. We have some people in front of us that we need to take out. So let's go. Once again, thanks for the 20th episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. Guys, his hair says he's leaving for Afghanistan in the morning. Buckle just leaves everything dangling. <laughs> <laughs>